Peter. I don't know. Let's talk about the West. Mm. Let's talk about the West. Yes. What about the yeah. West side? Mm. You can say so much, man. Of course. Um, it's ethnically diverse. Right. Mm. Uh, straight off the bat, like since, um, you know, early migrant stages and stuff, it was a working class mm. um, side of Melbourne. And I guess, you know, the, the land and properties and stuff were a lot cheaper. And also there were a lot of, um, I guess, working opportunities too, um, since it was mostly industrial stuff, like back in mm. the 80s, even probably even earlier than that and stuff. Um, but seeing that development and, you know, being first-generation Filipino <laughs> Aussies, I guess, mm. it's like, um, you know, we all saw that sort of um, that cultural diversity. Right. Yeah, and, and I think that's that's such a it's it's such a blessing. Like um having having all these different perspectives and cultures um in in the area and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like I was just thinking about, you know, the the people that you meet, like sometimes when you go out to the city, right? For example, um and let's say you get on the beers at a pub. And, you know, as you do, you get to, like, have a few banters here and there, might have some ciggies, you know, just, just having a chat. And then you you meet people, right? And you're like, oh, you know, where are you from, man? And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm from the West, man. Yeah. And, like, when he says that, when he, he says that, you're just like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's just like, that's yeah. what's up. Like, you just sort of click. Like, um, yeah, I can recall, like, back in um, April, it's funny as when was it? Yeah, April. This was, I think, when we kind of just got out of lockdown. I'm not too sure. I can't remember. But um, mm. there was one time we were at, what's it called? ABC, formerly Chow Gao, that place, the, the bar mm. at MC. Yeah. And, um, you know, we were just having a drink, yeah, with a couple of mates, like three of us. And then, um, you know, I was feeling a bit generous. So I decided to, to buy an extra jug. Mm. for these um these usos like on another mm. table Mm-mm. like they're all like sad because like you know i think they you know they spent all the money on their drinks so they're <laughs> yeah. like oh she you know well you know we can drink a lot so we're kind of like you know oh, yeah, looking, yeah, around, yeah. We're looking around and stuff right and then i was like oh you know what well, guys yeah have this jug and they're like oh, are you serious <laughs> yeah man it was like oh it's this guy's birthday and it was like, oh, no shit. They're like, yeah, bro. <laughs> so we gave him the jug. Mm. And um, we were like, oh, where are you from, bro? And it was like, oh, man, we're from the West Side. I'm like, oh, shit, we're from the West too. Yeah. So they were from like, I think around your area, mm. like mm-hmm. um, Tani, that side of town. Mm-mm. And we were just like, oh, shit, that's mad, that's mad. Mm-hmm. And then it was funny because the another guy on our table was Indian. And then he saw me giving that jug to another guy. And then he decides to buy this, like, what do you call it? Like a tube? Mm. Yeah, tubes of beer? And yeah, yeah. Like, oh, here, guys. <laughs> like, he just bought it for everyone. So everyone was just coming to the table and stuff. Mm. And then um, two minutes later, this other table behind us, there were Kiwis. Like, mm. they were just visiting. And they were like, hey, boys, uh, can you help us finish this jug? Oh, we're like, oh. <laughs> and, so and then everyone, like I called the horses, like, hey, bro, help us finish this jug, yada, yada. Mm. And like, you know, there was just that 
mutual connection of like mm. being from the west like you know it's it's, it's all good it's like you're, we're chill mm. i guess mm. or like you know we can get along like even though total strangers but like just that connection it's different right right mm. yeah you get you- that often with like the west you, you just hear someone from the west and you're like oh you instant have that instant connection because you're like you know how it is in the west yeah do you reckon uh, that is the same thing in the east like if you go oh yeah i'm from you know Malgrave <laughs> or something like that <laughs> oh yeah well you know i'm from the east. do you reckon yeah. that same connection too mm. i don't really know man like um because mm. it's kind of different i mean i think in the east it's a bit more spread out mm. so know like who or the areas that they're from or whatever. But um, I did, you know, I think I was having another city somewhere mm-hmm. and I ended up talking to this tradie kid and he ended up being from the West. And I was like, you know, how do you find it? Like, you know, what kind of, what kind of dudes are in your crew and stuff? And it was like, um, you know, I get boys from like Sandringham, Mulgrave, like Bentley and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like their culture is just so different, even though he was like straight up Aussie, as Aussie as you can get. Yeah. And he was saying that like they just don't have that, um, I guess that awareness of like that that culture or like that openness to culture or like mm. other cultures. Like right. he, he was saying like it was hard to sort of communicate with them because they didn't understand other cultures or they couldn't um, sort of, yeah, yeah, like mm. get along. So mm. he was saying like, yeah, it's, it's, it's different when um, you meet someone from the West and like you understand, like uh, you, when you mentioned Footscray, you're like, oh shit, yeah, I know Footscray too. Mm. Like these people don't know about Footscray or whatever, like mm. some sort of um area. So, well, I, I think it's, um yeah, fairly different. Mm. Compared yeah, they haven't to, been yeah, exposed, the West. They haven't been exposed to all these different cultures. Like, yeah, I don't want to <laughs> say mm. that it's only like uh, pretty much in the East, you kind of, can see that demographic is like one set of demographic mainly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. over here, you have all that diverse, rich, you know, for people from, yeah. you know, India and, yeah, yeah. Kiwi and stuff like that. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but I guess it's like it's also sort of different because, like, when you talk about Southeast, mm. that's sort of similar to the West, like sort of Dandenong, mm. um, Hampton Park, that side of town, like all the ethnic areas, like, I guess maybe mm. it's a, yeah, maybe it's an ethnic thing, like, Mm-mm. Everyone just sort of like jams together and stuff. And mm. I think like with ethnics as well, especially because people from they they kind of want to stick to like like family and like community is a big thing for them. Mm. So I guess we, we kind of come into this like knowing from the West, oh just you're Asian, you're Philo or whatever, like you know, you're like, oh yeah, come, come, like you're part of the crew, man. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't want to like bag Aussies and stuff like that, but the, yeah, the yeah. type of the thing is kind of like fend for yourself type of thing. So they don't have like a yeah. community type of thing. It's like, I got to, I'm in a race and I got to get ahead of you. Like now to think about it, like, you know, especially during the high school years, during the like main formative years. Um, yeah. For me personally, like having a school in sunshine. So it was like predominantly Asian. Um, so I guess, yeah, it was just natural to have um, Asian friends. Mm. And, like, you know, we would have the odd, I guess, not necessarily 100% Aussie, but, like, we had, like, um, you know, a couple of Italians, a couple of Europeans and stuff. And, 
that was all cool. But like they, I guess none of them like identified as like, you know, pure Aussie. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, later on, I guess when you're out of that high school environment, when it comes to like union stuff, um, I guess the, what do you call it? The, the culturals in Marley's don't sort of, um, have play a part anymore sort of thing. Mm. Cause like, you know, in high school, you got to be clicky or like mm. you're forced to be like clicky, like fit in sort of thing. But when it comes mm. to uni or even the work life, it's just like whoever. And like you, you tend not to see color, mm. but then again, like it's, yeah. Like, yeah. When you would meet, when I would meet, um, yeah, I guess, um, other ethnicities, uh, probably Caucasians, it'd be sort of different. Like they'd be so interested in all these things, like the customs and the cultures and the sort of things that we do, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of cool. And it's good that they're open. And I'm like, so that, I guess, changed my perspective of like, mm-hmm. you know, Aussies, like they're actually chill and like, mm-hmm. you know, you can get along with them. Like, um, yeah, especially now, like tradies and stuff, they're all like sweet and mm-hmm. yeah. Someone so, oh, yeah, go on, ooh, ooh, Mr. Will, Mr. Williams joined. How's he on? Mr. Yes, he is. Oh, big Will. Oh, chili, chili, Willie. Chili, Willie. Chili, chili Willie in the house. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm late, boys. Why'd you no, name Chili Willie, bro? Oh, because right? of the chili dogs. Because of the chili dogs. What was the question, sir? Why is oh, the name Chili Willie? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it's not because he got the heat. He <laughs> got the heat on the it's, it's it started at <laughs> it started at um St. Berg's and um we were trialing a chili dog at the time. Mm. And cause it was like it was a chili dog and then like two other burgers. And I was kind of the one who was eating all the chili dogs while everyone else was doing all the burgers. And um yeah, I ended up eating just a bunch of them and then, yeah, kind of just named it after me. <laughs> so it's kind of small, man. Yeah, man. That was pretty dope. Nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Look out. <sighs> Chili Willy presents Snag Report. <laughs> <laughs> when, when's the Bunnings pop up coming, bro? Oh, <laughs> We're trialing some things. <laughs> we in, in the lab. lab. He's in the lab. He's in the lab. He's in the lab. He's, in the lab. He's cooking, right. bro. He's cooking, <laughs> bro. Well, it was like two weeks ago. I think I had something like uh, 15, 16 snags in a week, man. It Damn, bro. Yeah. Damn. How's, how's, your, how's your gut, man? Like, <laughs> surviving, bro. All that processed meat, man. Yeah. <laughs> nah, man. All the uh, fiber kept me regular, bro. Oh, sure, crazy. sure, man. Sure. Justify it. Just justify it. None man. of the fiber of the white bread, bro. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> At least get some whole grain in there, man. Have me sorted. So we're good. We're good. Like, who needs veggies, bro? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, Damn. does anyone want to? Um, speed up well on this or what we were discussing you guys are getting into a really good conversation about um, the different suburbs and the west side east side cultural um, I guess biases in that sense Um, you know Mm -hmm. how can we I guess remove those biases from our cultures and being in a certain location and making those our tribes, you know, how can we be united, right? 
if we're all mm. in this together. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I mean, guess to kind of speak, uh, go on what Punch just said. Um, like my experience was coming out of high school. Um, yeah, coming out of high school, like I went into uh, TAFE and I studied multimedia. And what I found out was like, these are all people that were like, all into my interests and stuff. Um, but we were all from like different directions. So I don't know. I think it's, it's a matter of like finding, finding like-minded people. Right. If, if that makes sense. Of course. Um, mm. Cause yeah, like these are just people from like totally different like areas, backgrounds, ethnicities um yeah no it's cool to it's cool meeting like those kinds of people like right um and yeah like there were, there were people like i clicked with very quickly because they were just so similar mm-hmm. um so i think from my experience that's probably one way to uh to get it done Right. Yeah. So putting yourself in situations where you can find like th- those like-minded people. And in your case, it was through that TAFE. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So what yeah. other ways can we do that? You know, especially now. True. Mm. True. I mean, it's pretty difficult. Um, I mean, like, I guess the other way is, it's going to sound real sappy, but like, is just to remember that, like, at the end of the day, we're all human. We're all made of same flesh and blood. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's like the political answer. <laughs> we all bleed. We all have eyes. No, but it, it's, it, it's true, though, because, like, if you think about it, I mean, like, for example, I'm already thinking about, you know, what happens if, you know, we do come out of lockdown and, again and, you know, there is an opportunity to go out and explore, you know, have the same freedoms that we did before. Mm. Like I was thinking, like, it's like, you know, don't take it for granted now. Like um, I see or now I'm trying to see each person as an opportunity to sort of make a difference, like mm. even just that hey, how are you going? Or like, how can I sort of help you in some sort of way? Even just like, you know, people, like old ladies crossing the street sort of thing. Mm. So I guess keeping an open eye, an open ear and an open heart to, to pretty much everyone, mm. um, everyone you see and encounter, which is, yeah, kind of hard, um, but you never know what could sort of um, come out from those interactions, those little Hey, what's going on? What's going on? You know, like, hello, kind mm. of thing. Like those sorts of little things is what I guess is needed, especially in this time where everyone's so isolated or everyone's masked up where right. there's that sort of barrier. Mm. And it's like, you know, we kind of forgot how to sort of communicate or sort of engage, of or like have that face-to-face communication. So I'm thinking, you know, when that time comes or even now, you know, they're going to work and stuff or whatever, taking those little opportunities to to sort of not necessarily make a difference, but, you know, make someone feel good somehow, some way mm. sort of thing. 
you know, not be like creepy, like, you know, like stare at them and be like, hey, what's up kind of thing. But like, you know, just, be like, just smile, like, yeah. sort of thing. like people on trains and stuff, like that sort of thing. And um, yeah, I feel like that's, that's what, yeah, the, the city needs or like we all need right. um, sort mm. of thing to, to re reestablish that community, communication, they call it. Mm. Like the commu- communication community, yeah, sorry. Of course. So how can we, you know, you say to do these small things, just to smile, you know, interact with people, just to say, how are you? Um, how can we really do that in such a divisive time? Right. Mm. There's a lot of, I don't know, animosity, animosity between sides. It's yeah. scary. Um, how can we maintain that value and always be responding to situations as opposed to reacting to them? Uh, like for me personally, like even just this past week, it was crazy, man. Like, um, so I catch public transport to, to work and stuff, right? So I get the trains. And then um, I got like this two minute, two to five minute window from my bus to my train. And um, I got off the bus, I walked up to the platform and I see this, um, this African guy, this really tall dude. And I'm like, oh, this guy's like, he's down with and stuff. Like it was chilling. And then um, he looked at me, like he gave me a look. He was just like, and I was like, all right, this guy might try to do something. Um, not because of the race, but the way that he looked to me, like, you know, there's that certain look where he's looking for something. Right. And then, so I just stood there, like had my cigarette and um, two minutes later, he comes up to me. He's like, Hey bro, do you have like coins, man? Um, I just need to top up my Mikey. I'm like, Oh shit. And like, I realized he asked like these other ladies before for like coins um, and then they obviously didn't have any coins with them because no one carries coins anymore or like a lot of people don't. And they asked me and I only had like two minutes left until the train rolled up. And I was like, I got paid that day. I was like pretty reluctant to sort of like spot him or like give him that cash or whatever. So I'm like, all right, I'll just top up your Mikey. And then he checked his Mikey. It was like negative $7. He was like, oh, can you, you know, check in 10 bucks? I'm like, Oh yeah, why not? I got you, bro. So I topped it up and then I was like, oh damn, like, you know, this guy was actually looking for something and I had the means to sort of help him because he decided to to have the, I guess, humility to sort of reach out and ask for help. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah, I'm not like a baller or whatever, you know. We poor, like we're we're in the struggle too, man. Like we're we're still on the grind, sort of thing. So I'm like, you know. I got money, so I'll help you out. And then two days later, I was walking on the street in the city, and then little do you know, there's a $10 note on the floor. And I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, this is payday, man. So I swiped it. I'm like, yo, this is like I'm getting paid back from that favor that Mm. I did with that dude. I'm like, man, like. It just made me really think, like, if you have the means to to help or to encourage or to, to yeah, to really help someone's life, then why not go for it, man? Mm. Like, you never know what impact um, you can sort of do. And, like, yeah, it was just really surreal at that moment if I didn't, you know, sort of 
yeah, say if I was a tight ass, say if I was like sort of um, a stinge, I'm like, oh, you know, you're probably, or if I assume that oh, you're probably just going to use that 10 bucks to like get beers or get like drugs or whatever, mm. you know, sort of thing. But, um, you know, doing, I guess doing good, good always come back to you sort of thing. Mm. You know? So I guess it's in holistically, yeah, to, to get that tribe is not necessarily look for those opportunities, but yeah, like what I said before, keep your eyes, ears, and even your heart like open to the, the people that ask for help. Mm. And, you know, don't, you know, help when you can. Um, you know, don't feel obliged to, to sort of help, you know, know your limits and stuff, you know, mm. that sort of thing. I think it's just that being, I guess you yourself have that genuine heart in yourself to give, to be unselfish, but mm. not all of us share the same qualities, right? Yeah, true. So what else can we do apart from, you know, if we have nothing to give, what else can we do to help someone else if we don't have those means? Mm. Yeah, that's hard. Um, well, the, I guess, yeah, that's a tough question. How would you answer that question? <laughs> I know, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's a difficult question to answer yeah. then without the situation happening, right? Mm. It's, I guess if you have that unconditional love, right, mm. you'd figure it out, right? Yeah. You figure out how you can help someone. Uh, maybe I don't have the means now. Uh, maybe you know, I can find someone who can be like, hey, can you, you know, spot this guy or whatever. I guess it's going the extra, extra mile, the extra step further to do your part, to show that you care, right? Even if you don't have the ability to help someone, maybe you can point them in the right direction. And that in mm. itself is helping, right? That, that adds value, right? Yeah, um, instead of just walking away. And just saying, yeah. sorry, you know, mm. I guess that's how I would do it. <laughs> yeah, true. You know? yeah, it kind of reminds me of that time that I was in Japan and then I was asking for directions. I told this story before. I was asking for directions and to some people, like, even though they couldn't speak English, they're like, yeah, oh, maybe this way, <laughs> like they still stick with you. And it's just like that relentless pursuit of just trying to help someone, even if you're not mm. too sure yourself or you can't help that just lending them that extra little bit of help will make the big difference in the end. Exactly right. So do you think that's an innate quality or is that something we can all learn? I think it's something that's definitely, that has to be learned. It's not something you can sort of, um, sort of do, especially, you know, let's say, for example, you did have that rough, rough upbringing. Um, let's say, for example, you know, you didn't have a lot of money coming through, um, you're not very smart. So, like, I guess those sort of disadvantages. Um, I guess for some or for people to learn that is to, yeah, it really has to be learned through through the various stages of life. And sometimes people don't even learn it until they're older, like even in the senior years and stuff. But um, I guess it it takes it takes experience to sort of learn that or a certain empathy or understanding of hardship to sort of, um, you know, to understand like what people are going through. And I think, you know, the whole pandemic has 
made everyone sort of learn um, the hard way or like has learned about those, you know, insecurities, the anxieties and, you know, it's just put, it's, yeah, it's pretty much put everyone on the same sort of level, like that low point where we're all struggling. And it's like, um, yeah, it's just like it's learning how to, to, to go back up or learning how to rise up like a Kiru. You know, it's, it's about learning <laughs> how to go through it, you know. It's, mm. I feel like, you know, no matter who you talk to, everyone's experienced something, mm. um, be it mental, emotional, physical, financial. Mm. Um, everyone's there, like, mm. all the, you know, and there are people that, that go through it. Mm. or like are pushing through it and there are those that sadly remain there or sadly um even go lower right and it's it's yeah that's what i was saying before like once we come out of lockdown or not even once before we come in lockdown even now even in those little interactions where you're picking up you know takeaway coffee Mm. or at your local sort of joint you would take those opportunities to appreciate those people that are there, sort of, you know, like that community sort of vibe. Um, yeah, and, and just reignite that. Right. We're all in this situation now. Yeah. Mm. And hopefully we only can hope that we can find gratitude through this event that's happening. But what happens once we do go back to normality in a way, is it going to be the same? Are we going to still have that gratitude? Is everyone, are we still going to have that mindset? Or are we just going to go back to what life Before was like? COVID. Mm. Mm, yeah. Well, I guess it's hard to sort of say from, you know, for everyone. But if you think of how we first did the pandemic, um, well, when was that? Last year, like the first sort of set of lockdowns where um, people were like, on social media, everyone's like, oh, you know, lockdown challenge, you know, I'll tag you. So you got to answer these questions or like about me, yada, yada, or like push up challenge sort of thing. Like you have those little, um, those little things to, to get you by, to, to push you through kind of like what Sydney people from Sydney are going through now. Like, you know, they're seeing, oh, you know, just wait it out sort of thing. We'll get through this yada, yada. But um, I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there's that, there was that shift in the way that Melbourneans sort of dealt with it, like to the point where, oh shit, sorry. Uh, I'm on a skateboard. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, um, to the point where it's, they're not doing those challenges anymore. You know, they're, they're not um, blasting what they're doing through lockdown. It, it's kind of, it's gotten to the point where everyone's fatigued to the point where, you know, everyone's tired and um, yeah. So it's like, you know, you can't really say like for sure that it will be a consistent happiness or consistent, you know, energy or vibe. Um, But I feel like for me personally, it's something that I sort of want to sort of push like, put myself sort of out there like across those boundaries and sort of keep it consistent rather than, you know, going back into lockdown mode 
again, you know, because how many, man, how many months have we been through this thing? Way too many. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you've gotten to the point where you were in lockdown, you were out of lockdown, in, out, in, out, and you sort of saw those same sort of patterns. And now I think this, this, this one here is sort of like the last straw where you're like, man, I'm not going to sort of go back into that sort of, um, you know, take things for granted sort of thing and live the life that I've lived before. But level up, man, seriously. like, Because, yeah, otherwise it's just going to be a repeat cycle, like the next time you go into lockdown sort of thing, which is... I don't know, most likely next year in a couple of months, maybe December. Uh, let, just let me talk to Dan for a bit. <laughs> yeah, but like uh, for me personally, that's what I feel like, um, yeah, I sort of need to do or like I mm. actually want to do, like right. be, be sort of a different person, mm. be more appreciative mm. of those, yeah, those interactions and, yeah. Yeah. What about you boys, Will and Gerald? What do you reckon? Mm. I think with the, in terms of being grateful, um, for me personally, I think it will be, it will affect me. Like I know, obviously I'll know that once we get out of this, one of the things that I did last time when we got out of lockdown was like, I'm going to make sure I connect with all the people that I didn't get to see and meet them in person, go out with these people, talk to them, like embrace them, hug them, have that physical contact, you know, do all those things. Um, I think the truth is, though, like I feel like, I don't know, this might be the, uh, uh, what do you call it, unpopular opinion, but I think people do tend to forget about that gratefulness once it's kind of been long enough and they go, it, they've lived their then um like living outside of these lockdowns have become the normal now, the normal thing. And it's just like, they kind of forget what it was like before. Um, so yeah, that, that's just my opinion on what might happen, but this might be like long, long, long time after, but you know, if we can keep that gratefulness mindset and grow from this and hopefully people do, you know, it'll be, the world would be a lot better. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard to say right now, like, um, yeah, it's hard to say because I I do feel like that last lockdown when we came out, um, I think people did did focus on social interaction, like especially like you know being locked up for like, three or four months or whatever. Um, I remember the first two three months out, everyone's just like, I just want to see all my friends. I just want to hang out, and then even when we when was it like I think in February or March or whatever, when we had like a snap lockdown for like two weeks? Um, the lead up to it, because I remember we had like a couple days warning, and everyone was just like, I just want to hang out with my friends. Like, like, yeah, that was like prime hanging out with people time. Um, so I feel like. I feel like we will have a short amount of time where everyone's just like is kind of focused on that, you know, social aspect. But I also feel like once that kind of honeymoon period's over and everyone's like is able to do everything freely again, um, people 
I think people will start to resort to, uh, sorry, yeah, go back to their old ways and just like do whatever they were doing before. Um, definitely think there are some habits that certain people have picked up. Um, like for example, like people, I know people who never ran pre lockdown, but now that mm. it's pretty much the only exercise they can do, so that's all they mm. do. And I know like the people who do that, like, and have committed to it, like, you know, I'm sure they'll continue to do it. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a hard one to say, and like, yeah, I, I feel like, um, Yeah, a lot of people will kind of just go back to their old ways. Right. It might not be straight. It won't be straight away, definitely. Um, yeah, I think it'll take a bit of time, but mm. yeah, uh, there's definitely things that people have picked up. Like, mm -hmm. like you guys said, like that appreciation. Like, I'm sure there will still be that, like that appreciation to an extent. But yeah, mm. yeah, I feel like I said, like once that honeymoon period's over, like. Yeah, it's hard to say what will happen. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with all of you guys. Um, it's it's hard to tell. We can only hope that people actually develop a lasting habit from this, right? Mm. And hopefully, we can do the things that Punch has done. How you know a little bit of uh, self selflessness can ripple to others as well. can inspire others like at the bar you know you bought a drink and then it snowballed into more people doing the same thing right mm -hmm. just everyone being generous to each other so i guess it starts with us yeah mm -hmm. we can only do what we can and hopefully it can snowball but we have to lower the expectation um right, you wow yourself. technical difficult this is why zoom sucks man wow. um, yeah i want to go back to th that why we worry is meaningless why do you think that what we worry about is meaningless like for me personally like i feel like worrying there's, there's like a um i don't want to say there's there's a limit to how much you should worry but it's there kind of is a limit um like worrying is good because it lets you kind of run through all the scenarios right Um, but then I think it's like, once you've kind of thought of all those scenarios, then, then it's like, then what, like what, which scenario is actually the one that a is the reality of the situation. Um, and then B like, which is the scenario to fix that situation. Um, so I think I'll, I'll, Yeah, so, like, just to give an example, like, recently my car broke down, right? And the radiator cracked. And I was just like, man, like, this situation sucks. Like, I was, like, all the thoughts came into my mind. It's like, man, like, I have to pay for this. What if the car blows up? Um, what if, you know, what if the fix is actually super easy? Like, all the thoughts just flooded into my mind within the span of, like, 10, 20 minutes. And then I was like, oh, you know what? Like, I actually just need to sit down and just breathe. Like, just let it, like, let all those scenarios kind of play out in my mind. 
but then once it's played out it's like all right cool like now let's actually see what reality has in store for me if that makes sense um and yeah and then the the i guess the reality was on the lighter side of the spectrum so it was just like it wasn't like the crazy like oh they paid like thousands of dollars to fix a thing it was like let's just try and patch up whatever's cracked and then see what happens from there um so it, that's why i'm like so to kind of answer the question it's just like i could have i could have worried myself to death about this whole situation and like thought about um every possible scenario and then thought about every possible scenario after that and then thought of every possible scenario after that because in reality like whatever you think of you can't i want to say you like it's a very unlikely chance that you'll figure out every scenario correctly from start to finish right so in that sense like worrying about stuff too much is just unnecessary and yeah that's just how i see it mm. of course mm. Mm. um yeah can i just piggyback off what will said um so he was obviously worrying about his car um breaking down and i, I guess it's yeah, it's not funny but um coincidentally prior to maybe I don't know. When, uh, Will, when did your car break down? Uh, this was about a month ago, a month or two ago. When was that? Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. It was Are you sure? I mean, it was just trust him, bro. Just trust him. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's his car, man. Yeah. It's his car. No, no, no. <laughs> but it's lockdown. So, you know, time time is Ooh, time man. is really arranged. <laughs> nah, yeah, oh, so... That's okay. Then it was two months ago. It was at the start of lockdown. So that was like, yeah, two months ago. Yeah, so in um, February, my mum was in a car accident and um, she was using, you know, our car. And when she got into the accident, I was like, oh, fuck, man, like, oh, shit, sorry. But, you know, raw emotions. Um, I was like, shit, like, she was in a car accident. Like, she was going to church, um on uh, Ballarat Road in the morning and there was a motorcyclist that came down and was going down really fast and she got clipped as she was going inside the church. And then I was like, oh, man, like this is a major setback. You know, mum, she was okay. Um, she got out fine. It was just the, the sort of mental trauma and I guess the, yeah, the, the effects of the crash. But um, that took out, you know, my car that I was using every day to sort of, go to shinobi jobs and go to sort of get work and stuff. And then when this happened, when, you know, we sort of, you had, we had to have the car right off and I'm like, man, like my world just like crumbled hardcore, bro. I was like, shinobi was at the point was where it was about to kick off. I was getting jobs. People were inquiring and stuff. And I was like, I can't take these jobs because I can't drive. So I'm like, oh, man, it, it sucks. So it put me in that sort of position where I sort of had to, you know, had those anxieties where like, you know, how am I, how am I going to fulfill this, you know, this business and um, 
put in work without a car. It's, it's so essential, but um, I don't have the means for it. I'm like, man, that, and that sort of like put me in a rut, um, you know, I guess financially, you know, because my parents are rich, like, um, and um, yeah, I, I just started to sort of build my own finances because I was living a total different life beforehand. Um, and I just, yeah, I guess started working. And I was like, man, this is like so depressing. I was like, what am I going to sort of do? Um, you know, I thought of all these things like, you know, I'm going to have to ride my bike to like shoots. I'm going to have to catch public transport to shoots and even hitch rides, which I did like with Will um, and AJ and John and stuff. I'm like, even had to borrow my brother's car. Um, and it, it just kept me worried for so long like even to this day man it's like i still don't have a car um or a means to sort of get around but like it, it sort of doesn't stop me from i guess trying to sort of grind at it like mm. you could like what will said, like you can only think so far or like your thoughts can only take you so far mm. but you'll get to that point where like you've thought so much it's like it's either you take that as an opportunity to sort of rise up, Akira style, like promoting Akira. <laughs> no, like literally, like it's either you take that setback um, and you, it, it, it's really up to your personal choice, to your freedom to, to sort of decide what you want to do with it. So it's either you stay within those thoughts level-headed or you stay in that sort of um, – that low point or if you decide to sort of do something about it or like go, go up or like maneuver and pivot sort of thing. And um, yeah, I guess like, you know, what we really think about doesn't really like to an extent, it doesn't have a point um, when it, when it sort of like prolongs, when it's prolonged thoughts, thinking about the same sort of problems day in, day out, you're putting yourself in that sort of loop where you're, you're pretty, yeah, pretty much digging your own grave. Mm. But it's like when you decide to sort of not think about it but sort of choose to dig yourself out or choose to, to sort of elevate, excuse me, that's when I guess the, the, the thoughts, like you've thought about everything and now the question is what you're going to do with it. Or how are you going to actualize or materialize those thoughts? Because mm. thoughts come and go, right? Like thoughts, like they, they go like this. Like it's, I guess, how would you say? What is this? What's this direction? Horizontal? Vertical? <laughs> horizontal, yeah? Yeah, horizontal. <laughs> horizontal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it, goes, it goes in one ear, out the other ear, or like, like your mind, like it, it flows through. But um, the change comes when you ch decide to change the current. Like instead of going this way, it has to go sort of that way, right? So instead of like floating, you decide to sort of take control of those thoughts that floating and putting those thoughts into something sort of meaningful, like, you know, like sort of wiggles kind of thing, like, <laughs> you know, like, like you're trying to direct those thoughts and, and put them back on course rather than just letting them expand 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 and i guess not to be sexist but i guess it's different for females right 
when they think, they think of things that men don't think about. <laughs> and it's like they think of the most, not to be sexist again, but they think of the most obscure and outlandish sort of thoughts where it just sort of explodes, I guess. Maybe it's because of the hormones, but, you know, just that's just how they are. We're, we're guys, they can sort of slap it back into action. Not that was saying, you know, we're the better sort of sex, but, like, that's how dudes think, right? Am I right? I don't know. I think guys, guys think to they try to find the solution as soon as possible. As soon as possible, yeah. Rather than mm. dwelling on it and right. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they, they, yeah. Uh, I can't speak on on girls' behalf. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> they, they, they do that. Bro, bro, there, yeah, is that no. there is that. Yeah, there is that little bit of. Um, they do try to think of all the different scenarios. Mm. Um, and uh, sometimes it does go into that sort of loop that you're talking about where they're going, mm. oh, this, what about this? And it, they worry so much that it kind of disables them from actual action. Sometimes yeah. you think, oh, like, okay, we've we've thought about this for so long. We already know what the issue is, but, okay, let's think of a solution now of oh, how, oh, not solution, but think of a way to lift those worries out of. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because, like, because I did study, yeah, I started counselling last year and um, those, those, those yeah, statements came up where uh, the female gender obviously think of all those possibilities, the what-ifs, like, oh, it could be like this or maybe it's like this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But then when it comes to the guys, they just say point blank. Like they're only thinking one thing, like, yeah, maybe that's the thing. Like men don't think a lot. <laughs> they only think one thing. And it was like, that's the answer. Like that's as simple as it gets. We're not trying to be sexist again, but, you know, they sort of complicate things. Or like they have that capacity or that ability to sort of think of all those things. Mm. Whereas guys, they sort of bounce it out. And it's just that one thing, not that it's right or whatever, but, you know, that yeah thing you were talking about. Mm-mm. Do you reckon it's like, so with girls, you know how you're saying, like they think about all the different scenarios where, where guys, we try to find the solution. Um, I'm thinking whether when, as guys, when we try to think of the solution, we don't, we, we do look at like the different possibilities, but we don't look them in detail. We're kind of just like, oh, let's try this. And if it doesn't work, then we'll try another thing. Mm. And where girls um, possibly could be like, I'm going to think of every single solution, <laughs> like every, every single problem. And I'm yeah. gonna find all the little details of if I mm. do this, I could do this. Um, so it could be that thing where where guys are like, yeah, trying to find that solution. So we mm. kind of had that that battle between like, let's just figure it out already. You're like, no, but I want to think about like all the possibilities mm. of what can go wrong. Um, so yeah, I think that's how <laughs> the guys and the girls think. <laughs> do you reckon there's yeah. any um, what do you call it drawbacks to the the way the guys think? Oh yeah, in definitely. Terms of, yeah, definitely. Um, I think, like, yeah, when it comes to sort of emotions, or yeah, yeah, feelings, like guys, definitely. It's not that they. It's not like they don't think about those other things, but like, guys, I feel like guys are very level-headed and very just like straightforward, so they sort of don't think around above and beyond sort of thing maybe for some 
but um, whereas compared to to females, they would sort of be all sort of over the place. So I guess like com- not comparing the two genders, but when you put them side to side, you would see how they sort of complement each other. Where you have the guy that just not that he chooses to think one direction. That's just how he sort of thinks. Like that's how we do. Like we just like. You know, we just like we say like it is, and we see how it is. Whereas on the other side, the opposite sex sees it as like a full, broad sort of thing. So then it comes to sort of like that complementary sort of thing where that guy's one sort of direction or idea can sort of narrow down and balance it out with the opposite sex. Like for example, they might have a billion ideas running at the same time. But if the guy can sort of, you know, give his two cents, he would narrow that one idea to, yeah, those billion ideas to one thing. Mm-hmm. And then you can have communication about that and then go on to the next thing that's on the female girl's mind and then sort of have that other perspective, like the male sort of perspective on that sort of thing. And so you're sort of like tackling each thing as, yeah, as it goes, not at sort of one time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, as guys sort of do, like, we we just, like, tackle it, like, one one by one. Like, like I don't know about you, but, we're, like... Yeah, I, we're not great like, multitaskers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, like, as soon as you're thinking about these things, like, a billion things, and I'm like, man, just, just, just calm down, slow down sort of thing. Just, like, let's just talk about this one thing first, get that out, go to the next thing sort of thing. So it's sort of, like... Yeah, it's like sort of it sort of works one with the other. Like they complement, they really complement each other, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I'd really love to hear like the female perspective on this. <laughs> on yeah, this because yeah, I'm, really, I, I'm pretty sure that there's a lot of if there's any like female listeners right now, they'll be like, "Yeah, these guys don't. Who are these guys talking about? We'll get there. We'll get there. We'd love uh, to like have that. Yeah." Um, I just want to go back to what Punch was talking about, how like thinking, right? It's instead of going this way, let's go this way. How how can we do that? Like a lot of things, I know myself, I do it a lot. We say, we simplify things so much and it makes sense, but to some, it might not be easily understood, right? They might mm-hmm. not have that same clarity. So how can we, what tools can we do? What tools do you do for yourself to help you in those situations to direct those thoughts in that direction? Uh, me personally, I find writing down ideas like probably the main thing. Um, because once you've written it down, it becomes, it, it goes from a thought to a tangible actual like item. And then it's from there, you kind of just flesh it out. So probably not i wouldn't say from like a problem perspective or a worry um i think like in terms of like our creativity if we were to come up with like an idea for say i don't know a video or something like a short or a skit like yeah it's essential that like you start with the main idea then you kind of just flesh it out from there um because that's the thing as well like I know this has happened with me and Ponch as well. We're like, 
we've just talked about stuff, but we haven't actually written stuff down. And then, like, we've come back to it, like, just an hour later. We've forgotten everything. Um, yeah, and it's just, like, having something, having it actually become tangible and something that you can actually physically go back to and read over and, uh, like, even, like, go back to the deviations from that initial idea. Um Yeah, like, that's probably the, uh, that's at least my best way to do it. Um, yeah, I don't know what, what you guys do or think, like. Yeah, I definitely feel like breaking it down to those to those tiny things that you can, like pinpoint, definitely mm. helps. Uh, yeah, I, I agree <laughs> with you guys. Um, definitely writing it down helps. Mm. Um, for me, I started doing. How, how I'll ask you this: How often are you guys spend time just alone with yourself? Nothing, no, no phones, just you. Never. Yeah. No. Um, fair bit. Fair bit. Yeah. So, what are you doing those moments when you're alone? Like, does that include cigarettes? Nothing. I mean, nothing. Uh, just you. No distractions. Um. Yeah. 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 Fair bit. Actually. Mm. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. I just sit there and look at the. I guess. Yeah. I'm sitting in my backyard and I look at the trees, look at the clouds, look at the plants. And, um, you know, because you feel that, that need to sort of disconnect and mm. not have those stimulants, music, cigarettes, drinks, coffee. Yeah. Um, you just sit there and you think, like, where am I? Mm. So going back into, uh, I guess, what the question was with Will, like how do you sort of, what was the question? Like how do you deal Which with one? Oh, How do you redirect uh, the ideas from uh, yeah, passing yeah. to... Ah, uh, yeah, from, yeah, so, yeah, um, reconnecting with the present moment. Um, and that's what I feel like being still, being silent, not having those distractions, those stimulants helps you realise, you know, where you actually are at that moment. And it's like, okay, so you have these things that affected you in the past, And it's like, okay, it's in the past. You can't change it. It's done. Mm. And you have these thoughts that are in the future where, like, you're not actually there. You're not living. You're not where you sort of want to be, but you're here. Like, you're here at this very moment where you are present, aware, and sort of alive and looking at all these things. Like, it's looking at trees, looking at something green. Because apparently that has something to do with uh, resetting like your your mindset. Um, looking at grass itself, where it's like it, it just like grounds you, and it's like, oh man, you got to snap back into reality, sort of thing. Where it's like you're thinking about things in the past, things in the future, but you're here. So it's in like, what then can you do to sort of achieve where you sort of want to go? And um, Yeah, like being in the present moment or realizing or understanding what or who I have to be at that time in on that day really helps me sort of like achieve those goals of where I sort of want to be. Um, 
and yeah, it, it is sort of difficult because, you know, we're always trying to think of where we want to be or where we'd rather be like on an island, you know, kicking back or whatever sort of thing. Like we have that mindset, we're daydreaming. But then we know we've got to snap back and realize that we're here. We've got to do what, um, you know, we've got to, yeah, we've got to do what we're scheduled to do or like what we intend to do, sort of work, um, yeah, do stuff at home or whatever. But it's like being in that present moment really sort of grounds you and sort of like snaps you back into reality. So like taking the pill in the matrix, like, you know, you gotta wake up, wake up, Neo, wake up sort of thing. And it's like, you know, going through that. And it's like, you have to live that, that present moment, not wanting to be back in the days, like, you know, all chill or whatever, not wanting to be somewhere forward, but rather being, being, you know, where you are and, and appreciating that, which is hard. It's definitely hard, um, but but having that appreciation of that silence and that stillness, it's like, man, yeah, it's definitely like a whole other world, especially without all the stimulants, distractions and stuff. And yeah, what about yeah, you, Jeff? That's really good. Um, I I myself, when I started doing runs, uh, I stopped listening to music. I try to, I bring my phone just to record my steps and my my path whatever but one thing i noticed was when i do go on those runs by myself i find that much those thoughts that i have because i have no stimulants at all um i find that those thoughts are the truest self that come out and sometimes it's a hard and it's a difficult conversation to have with yourself right and when you're running you're doing something that kind of sucks it's a pre, it's a it's a struggle and you are your own motivator in that, that moment, right? And how, how often do we rely on ourselves to motivate us? How often do we talk to ourselves to encourage us to keep on going? It's not easy to do. Like, I remember the first time I did it, a two-kilometer run felt like the longest run ever, right? And it's not much. It's not much. But it was hard because I had to rely on myself. Whereas before, I was listening to podcasts. I was listening to audiobooks. And sometimes they'll say something and you'll be like, oh, wow, that just gave me so much energy. Right. Um, and yeah, I just find that the importance of being in the moment, like you said, being present with where you are and allowing your thoughts to come as they, as they are, that's when your truest self comes. Right. But we are not our thoughts. We have to decide what we want to do with those things. Right. We can talk to ourselves. Why am I thinking this way? Why are these thoughts? Help me understand that. Um, that's the way I use it. It's becoming intentional with what we do. I think doing those actions, they're really good, but there has to be intention with those actions. So I remember this time I had a really massive breakdown and I went to do a run the next day and I couldn't even do it. So I started rock, walking. I did that walk instead of running and I told myself, all right, I'm going to use this time intentionally to reflect on myself. Why did I have this breakdown? Why did I have these emotions? Why did I have these feelings? And it was a moment in time where I had to choose, do I want to beat my time or do I want to use this time intentionally for myself and to find ways I can grow? And how often do any of us do those things? Because we're so connected in this world through the digital world. And sometimes we rely on that, right? We rely on the, uh, the immediate reactions and the justifications from people that we don't allow ourselves to justify our own actions 
um, that's a way for me. That's my time. I, I, I go on those walks. I go on those runs. Or if I get a chance, I'll do yoga or I'll just sit there for a moment, even like two minutes, just sit there. All right, what am I thinking? Um, just to be disconnected from everything because you're just constantly bombarded with all these stimulants, like you said, all these distractions that our mind is not clear, right? Uh, that's me personally. Hmm. You reckon, what, what would you say to those people that, those, that use that stimulants, those distractions, because a lot of them, like you said, when, you, when you're by yourself and you don't have those distractions, you reveal the, your true thoughts. And when they have those true thoughts, sometimes they don't want to have those true thoughts. They, they're like, okay, it's too much, too much for me. That's why I distract myself mm. with these other things. Um, what would you say to those people that are too afraid to have that conversation with themselves or to have those thoughts? Mm. That's, that's hard. Like, you know, I experienced that with people too. And yeah. someone like someone close to me as well, someone I care about, right? It's not an easy situation to go through. Mm. And if that's something you, you can't handle yourself, do it by yourself. Then mm. you have to have that humility to seek out help, right? Sometimes we, like, especially us males, we don't seek out that help because we think, oh, I'm tough. I can get through this by myself. Mm-hmm. And fine, maybe you can, right? But just because you reach out to help for help, just because you reach out to people, that doesn't make you any weaker. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes we need those people in our lives that support for us to build that foundation, mm. to ha- have some sort of belief to attach to when we don't have it ourselves. Mm. And some people don't have that. Right. I guess mm, that's why definitely. we we have to be those people, right? Yeah. And we have to allow ourselves to be found. We do those things through these podcasts, through the daily actions that we do, that people can find, oh, man, this guy seems like a genuine person, right? Mm. Um, it, it's difficult. But eventually, mm. we can all do so much, and yeah. that person themselves have to take action. Because mm. in the end, it, it's their life. And we aren't responsible for their, anyone's life. Yeah. We're only responsible for our own. Mm. And it's, it's hard. It's, yeah. it's, it's so yeah. difficult, right? Yeah. Um, mm. And sometimes we, some people don't fully understand that mm. um, because of different circumstances. But all we can do as good people and un- like, unselfish people is just to show un- unconditional love to anyone mm. and to not have a cold heart right yeah. no matter how difficult it can be and sometimes we're going to be hurt our- ourselves and mm. it's hard so it's either we we got two choices in those situations we either run from it and leave that person behind mm. or we do our best to strengthen ourselves yeah. so that we can help this person too mm. we got to make that choice right yeah. that's the way i see it yeah um so just going off that um i guess like i guess it's sort of okay in the sense where people our age you know middle-aged adults and i guess even young adults themselves they've sort of realized that need sort of disconnect from social media or all the stimulants or whatever but i think it's more now on the younger generation 
where all they've known of all they've grown up with was the social media. Mm-hmm. They've only known Instagram like since they were like maybe, yeah, I'd say 12 years old, even younger than that, mm-hmm. where they were exposed to this coping mechanism of, of looking to escape through social media or looking, you know, through the scrolling sort of mechanism where they didn't have, I guess, that exposure to sort of express how they sort of feel through physical sort of um, outlets, you know, sports or even just fighting itself, but like those, those natural outlets. I feel like the, the younger generation are more to so, yeah, I feel like the younger generation are more affected by that, that idea of not having that ability to, to have that silence, right? It's like I've done like youth ministry and done youth, I've uh, done work with kids and stuff. And like I've seen like these, these kids, like they, they're fidgetive and all they talk about is social media sort of thing. So it's like how do you sort of draw their attention from what they see into their own selves? And they're like when I, you know, hit them with a question about, you know, how do you sort of feel? They're all like, oh, like this is something sort of new. Mm. So I feel like that sort of um, that idea of, you know, those, those people looking to media or whatever, you know, yeah, what we were talking about before, like as an escape, like it's, it's a hard sort of task and I think like the amount of people our age, they understand or they know how to disconnect. They know what to do in that time where they're away from the screens. You know, they can go for a jog. They can go running, meditating, yoga, sort of thing. They have those outlets. But when it comes to the younger generation, they, it seems like they don't have that same initiative and that same imagination to, to go out and do those things, to go out for a jog, to go and explore, to, you know, think about themselves sort of thing. And, um, yeah, it's definitely hard. So the thing was, um, I don't know if you guys saw that last Shinobi reel that I made about, um, yeah, Peace Begins with a Smile, how it was the traveling man. And, yeah, when I sort of made that video, I myself was going through some shit. Like, I was down. Like, it was hard. It was tough. And, like, everyone that I would meet at that time was going through shit. So I decided to sort of make that reel or that, that little sort of um, video to sort of make people smile in some sort of way, um, even though it was, you know, just an idea. Um, so I, I, I just grabbed clips of all these, yeah, all these clips that I had in the bank of people smiling. And that, at that time, like, you know, people were down. They were really down. I think this is, I don't even know when this was, but like, you know, people were just down. And then so I just, you know what, I'm just going to make this clip. I've been jamming to most deaf traveling man because I've been out traveling, but I, I would really want to make people smile and really be affected of it because I know people are scrolling. I know people are online and that's all they can sort of resort to. So I'm going to like, you know, chuck all these people smiling together. I included you guys in there. And I was Thank like, Thank you very you know, much. <laughs> yeah. Like, no worries. But like, you know, that was the intention behind that. Like, knowing that there are people there, just that's all they can sort of resort to. But 
when they see this clip or if they do see this clip, they're going to be like, oh, shit. We used to smile back then. Mm. Or like smiling is the, you know, it takes, it does take a lot of muscles to, to sort of smile, but it's the littlest thing that we can sort of do to, to remember happiness or whatever. And um, so that was, yeah, the, the idea behind that video. And then, you know, people were messaging were like, oh, man, that was such a good video. Like, I actually laughed. So, like, they saw themselves and, like, shit, I smiled and shit. And they were like, and just, just having that reaction where, you know, we have this, this tool, this gift, I guess, to, to use videos and stuff to, to motivate and uplift people. And it's like, you know, why not use it? Even though, you know, as much as possible, you want to sort of, like, it's sort of like a paradox kind of thing where, like, you know, you want to get people off the screen, but you do want people to look at your shit mm. sort of thing. So it's like, for me personally, I want to use Shinobi to, to do that, to, to make people react in the sense that, you know, they, they feel good about themselves or feel good about where they are sort of thing. And um, so it's like, I think, you know, what Gerald said, I go back to the question was um, using what you sort of can to lead to sort of something sort of more genuine or like helping people sort of reconnect again in that sort of way. And, it, and yeah, it's definitely hard because that's all a lot. Like that's, that's how people connect nowadays, especially not, no, I'm not trying to go back to the lockdown thing, but like, you know, that's how people sort of connect, right? Like through social media, that's, if, if that's one way people sort of, um, feel that they're being looked at and they feel they're being accepted or they feel like they're communicating with people, then sort of let them be like, even though it's sort of superficial in a sense, but like that, that's a coping mechanism. That's, that's what we can, that's, that's how we deal. And, you know, of course it's just a substitute, but like it, it should lead towards some deeper to that you know, real face to face, face to face sort of thing. Like, you know, like, um, and, and yeah, like, it, it, it's really hard. It's really hard to, to get people off social media, screens, whatever, those stimulants. But, um, yeah. If people are going to be scrolling on the on these apps, you might as well put out something positive anyway because they're scrolling mm. and I'm pretty sure like 99% of it is pretty negative and mm. bashing some sort of thing where at least put something out there that's good. I was going to ask, so... Like you said, all these kids, they're growing up with all this social media. Um, they have these apps, you know, and, the, and the, these apps are made, what do you call it? They've had, they have these people where they, they really thought of how to make these apps where you keep on scrolling and it becomes mm-hmm. an addiction. <laughs> Whoa. Then, um, so in terms of... Uh, like like TikTok, like you can scroll, you can keep keep scrolling. They they've made it so you can keep scrolling, and you know to the point where you just like half a day is gone, and you just like wasted a half a day. Um, so it becomes an addiction. What is the one thing that you can do to kind of get out of that mindless scrolling habit? I think we've got to ask the question: How does addiction happen in the first place? Yeah. Mm. Oh, we can deep out here, kid. 
I'm taking a piss. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Hey, be your mic, be your mic. Bro, he says something and then he leaves. <laughs> hey, that's the that's a mic drop. <laughs> if this was if this was real life, I had a mic right now. <laughs> I think yeah. so. I think the addiction starts when you're trying to find like that that um how do you call it that quick gratification of some sort. Mm. Like oh, uh, you know, this is gonna give me some sort of enjoyment for a brief moment i'm gonna just do this and you just keep getting those little hits of serotonin by looking at the video and like oh yeah that made me feel good so you just keep scrolling so having that little thing that you know it's bad for you but because you're it's kind of giving you that little bit brief moment of oh yeah yeah and it made me laugh and then you just keep going Mm. i think that's that's kind of how it starts yeah oh me personally i thought I don't know, because you guys actually got me onto using TikTok. <laughs> wow. Because, wow, this guy's like, really TikTok No, but it's funny because like you guys are like, well, it's a different avenue to look at. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll look at it. And I have not enjoyed it at all. Like, <laughs> shut up. No, for real. Like, Fire. I also think I also. I haven't enjoyed it, but I watch like ten hours a day. No, I don't. <laughs> I think it's. Um, well, I guess the algorithm doesn't work for me. Like, it, it's like somehow set to showing me stuff that I just don't enjoy, and I don't want to dig into. Um, I don't want to dig into we'll just any of like the oh, you're so sad, huh? Oh, why Anak? Man. Why are you so down? Why are you depressed? <laughs> huh? It's all right, you can talk to me. You can talk to your queen. <laughs> it's okay. I'm your boots. No, <laughs> no, but it's weird though. Like, like I don't want to say I'm addicted to TikTok. I'm not. Um, but I've I have caught myself looking at TikTok for like 20 minutes and just being like man what am i doing on this app like i'm not enjoying it but like i'm looking and i kind of feel that way a little bit about instagram where it's like i'll scroll through it and i'm like man i've been here for like an hour and there has been like some interesting tidbits here and there but like overall the time spent was i'd probably say it's wasted right um and again same with facebook um yeah instagram is a little bit different for us because that's where we primarily operate um but even before shinobi i was looking at instagram like and just being like man why do i spend my like xyz time um yeah and it's just like yeah like i, I guess these days I have a little bit like more time on my hands to like look at stuff like that. But it's also like I could probably be doing something more efficient, more like more productive. Oh. So why do you reckon like so you say you hate like scrolling through TikTok, um even with, with Instagram right now, why do you do why is it that you still stay on why do I st- yeah. Well why do you with- so TikTok started for me because it was research. Um, I was trying to see if it was a viable platform for us to 
um, get into and yeah, like, you know, like a different avenue for us to post our videos to. Um, and it's just, I don't know. So like, I think I'm staying on it to kind of find, find that thing. You know what I mean? That thing that like, that would work for us in a sense. Um, yeah, no, I just haven't found it yet. Instagram, I know, I, I, I think I'm more lenient with Instagram because I know that that's, I'm more likely to find that content that, um, that keeps us on that direction. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. I, I find that you can find, it might be totally wrong, but I thought maybe it's my algorithm as well. And the people that I follow where it's just like, yeah, it's already giving me the stuff that I want to see. Whereas TikTok has just been, it's been totally random and I just don't enjoy it. I really don't. <laughs> um, what, you yeah, on, no. what are you seeing on TikTok, man? Those twerking girls. <laughs> You're twerking, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing a lot of... Um, I'm seeing a lot of dead yeah, bro, up, nah, not the girls eh? he's looking at the willies no. he's looking at the willies <laughs> the hey, big man. willies eh? there's nothing to report there bro <laughs> the cheese yeah. kranskis the Aussie hot dogs you know the beef sausage <laughs> the budding snack I'm all about chorizos, that's his bro. research man all the chorizos <laughs> all the chorizos I got, I got you I got you um, but yeah no like I don't know. Like, I can see why young people like get into all that, um, because it's it's what it's what's popular, um, and you know you don't want to be left behind, which is kind of like the same deal with Shinobi. It's like we don't want to be left behind, um, and again, that's why I'm doing this research. Why and do you feel like you're gonna be left behind though? Hmm? Why do you feel like you're going to be left behind just because you're not on that platform? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, technology is moving so fast. Um, you know, a new a new platform comes up like every day, and it's like, okay, so which one's the hot one? Which is the one that's like, like, like for example, which is the next Vine? Which is the next TikTok? Which is the next, you know, whatever. Um. And why would we handicap ourselves? You know what I mean? Like, if we can just, if we can get, I don't know, on something that gets views, why don't we do it? You know what I mean? True, true. Let's go back to that that subject, though. Like, why do you, how do you think addiction happens? How do you think it starts? Um, I guess addiction... Like uh, in the, in term yeah yeah let's say generally so addiction comes I guess from two main factors um, number one boredom and number two as an escape mm. um, so like you know of course addiction comes from like a it, it, yeah it comes from the thing before a habit comes so something that you sort of develop like into your sort of dense schedule where it becomes a habit and then it becomes an addiction. 
So it's like, you know, I've got nothing to do sort of thing. So I'm just going to choose. Are habits addictions though? No, definitely not. But it can get to that point where it does become an addiction where it's sort of uncontrollable and it's sort of like uh, mindless. It's like a mindless sort of a reaction mm. where like it's just super 100% automatic even like, and it, it's something that's like, um, it's something you feel like you sort of need to sort of be fulfilled, be gratified. And so it's um, like a satisfied. dependency. Yeah. Yeah. That sort of thing. And it's something you sort of develop over time as well. Mm. Um, of course you, you can't, you know, develop an addiction without, um, having experienced it for the first time. And you're like, Oh, you know, that sort of made me feel good. Or I, I, felt satisfaction maybe i felt humor right for example let's take tiktok you know i i, I resonated with that content that was out there so oh haha ha, i laugh haha ha, ha. oh that, that didn't make me laugh haha ha. so you kind of sort of develop that into a sort of habit um and then I guess when it becomes an addiction to the point where it's just like, you know, it's, it's something that isn't sort of productive, but mm. it's something that you personally like have. Hmm, now we're getting tricky. It's something you sort of like, like develop for your own sort of satisfaction or for your own gain or your own personal sort of, yeah, your own personal sort of gratification where it's like um, it only benefits you sort of thing. Right, right. Does that make sense? Where, where it's point, it becomes like uncontrollable mm. and it's like that habit then be, becomes something that consumes you. It then affects your thoughts, the way you behave, the way you react, and then... Yeah. Right. Interesting. Mm. Okay. What do you guys think? What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) What do I think, man? I don't know. Like, I think obviously addictions start with there's a deeper root before that happens right we're always searching for something and then once we find that that self that gratification obviously you want to keep coming back to that feeling um pretty much you you explained it pretty well um yeah i just think addiction is really interesting it's probably uh, something we can unpack a lot more um but i i don't know i i just see for me, I don't think I've had any addictive characteristics. Probably the last one I had was like gaming that I, I put myself in a really dark hole with that, you know, um, playing that endlessly for days on end for quite a long time to escape from my own problems, right? Because you put yourself in a new reality where you can have a new life, live a new life, have a new adventure, or live something you never would have thought you would live, and you get those those feelings of 
wow, I feel like I've, you know, I feel so happy, right? Being here. And then once that shuts off, you go back into the real world and you're always like thriving for that. Um, so for me, it was a underlying problem with myself, having a low self-esteem, low self-respect for myself, having no purpose, um, no actual fulfillment in life. So I turned to that. That was my addiction. I, I guess the way I got out of that was trying was finding something more to live for, right? And it's not going to be exactly the same for anyone. I'm not saying I have any solutions to it. Um, it took a while to get out of that addiction, uh, but grateful that I was able to get out of it. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort, a lot of focus, a lot of support. Um, there's no one thing that helps you get through it. Uh, it's, it's a multitude of things, but I think addiction happens when there's a, a deeper rooted problem. Um, that's my opinion on it. Right. And, I, you know, everyone's going to have their own separate opinion. There's going to be science behind it. I don't know. Right. I don't know the facts, um, but that's just for myself. Yeah. Is there um, such thing as a, a good addiction? In what way? Uh, well, well, in terms of just like, so we talk always talking here addiction, we talk about them being a negative thing, whether it be like, I don't know, for instance, al- alcoholism or something like that. But is there, is there something else on the other side? Can we classify like being obsessed about a certain good thing? Like, oh, I'm going to exercise. Is that, would you consider that an addiction to exercise? Can that be a good thing? To be honest, I think I might have it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I think obsession real, like... and addiction are different things, though. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I think, um, like, the, the habit. Mm. Habit and addiction. That's, well, like, those the other two lines where habit becomes more of something that you sort of, it becomes a part of you already. Mm. And, like, it, it doesn't change your behavior. It doesn't modify the way that you sort of think or react. Whereas addiction, you're constantly thinking about that fulfillment. Yes. You're constantly thinking about that hit or that, yeah. you know, that, that, um, yeah, that, that gratification where habit, it's just something that you sort of do and that it, it becomes a part of your character. Yeah. So I guess like, you know, that, that sort of good addiction in a sense, is, is that habit where it's like your, it, it just becomes a part of you. You're like your natural, like, you know, for example, waking up on time, not hitting the snooze button or whatever. It becomes a habit. It's, it's not like you're addicted to like, oh, yeah, like, I need to wake up like this time sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, but it, it just becomes a part of you where it becomes natural and that sort of forms the identity, whereas addiction that alters your sort of identity. It alters the yeah. way that you sort of react and respond. And like you're only thinking about that gratification, only thinking about this thing, like trying to get that, you know, that satisfaction. Whereas habit is just sort of normal and sort of straightforward and just yeah. a part of everyday sort of life. Mm. I think uh, the best, I w- the way I would simplify it for myself is addiction is a dependency, whereas obsession is mm. intentional. Yeah. So like, Will, you, 
you're not going to be like, oh, but I have to go gym. I have to go gym. I obsession is more like I get to go gym because I'm going to have this outcome. Whereas addiction is kind of like, oh, I have to do this so that I can feel this way. Right. Mm. Um, it's the way you word it. That mm. I would say this, the difference is right. But anyway, I maybe I feel like I'm, I'm a bit of both. Why do you think you're a bit of both? Because like there are days where I wake up, so I train in the morning. Like pretty much, I wake up, and then within an hour, I'm working out. And there are days where I wake up and I just feel like just dog shit. But I'm like, no, I have to get this done. Why do you um, have to get it done? I don't know. I, I I get really frustrated with myself if I don't. Like I get frustrated that like I've missed a day and now like the rest of my week's off. Um, mm, maybe that's um, determination in the mm. sense that you want to achieve something rather than like yes being addicted or being dependent on it. It's like it, it yeah they're like way two sort of different things. But then again, you could sort of be determined to sort of be yeah. addicted. Like for example, a junkie being determined to get that hit or like. Finding someone to get that, like, yeah, like I'm, I'm set, like you know, I just want to get out there and like hit up them like injections and that, you know, and like whereas, yeah, like you know, like there's that sort of line. Yeah, Does that makes sense. Like there's the determination to to fulfill that addiction, or there's that determination to sort of, yeah, cool, yeah. Mm. I don't know, yeah, I don't know where that second part goes, but like there's that determination to not fulfill that addiction or like to to maybe accomplish something. But then again, if you think about the junkie, though, you want to accomplish getting high or getting that hit. So why are you going gym, Will? Yeah. Um hmm. well it's kind of funny because like when I started working out, as in like just uh this time around. Um, it's because of my, because of like, like lockdown, I felt really sedentary. Um, and pre-COVID, pre-lockdown, I was already, I was going to gym quite a lot. I think I was going six days a week on average. Huh? No, <laughs> We're not there yet. Um, <laughs> also, I'm... I'm currently at, at my heaviest. Yeah, I'm at my heaviest right now. Um, so I guess I wanted to reduce my weight. Um, and I guess, yeah, like I was working up like two or three weeks and then I uh, I kind of set a personal goal for myself. Um, a couple of like personal goals, but uh my current goal now is to like get leaner, not like lean, but leaner. Mm. Um, and now it's it's just like man, I just gotta keep doing it, gotta keep doing it, gotta keep doing it. And so you're determined, you're driven to achieve that goal, and yeah, that's why if you take a day off, you feel guilty about that, right? Guilty, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's it's uh, it's more. Oh, it's guilt to the point of either frustration. Oh, I'd say frustration. 
And to be honest, I don't even know how it would feel if I took a day, like a full proper day off where I didn't actually work out. Right. I've been, I've been to the, uh, I've worked out like pretty much every day for the past two weeks, three weeks. Mm. Um, I do have a, a day, that's my seventh day where it's just like, it's more chill, it's more for stretching, more for like, yeah, uh, doing accessory stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, I've I've had days where I'm like, the night before I'm just like, all right, tomorrow I'm gonna hit X Y Z kilos. Mm. Um, then I, then I go in and like, either I do it or I don't. Right. Um. So it's purposeful. Yeah, it is, yeah. You show up. For sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's why, like, that's that's kind of where I, I feel sometimes it's an obsession. Sometimes it's like an addiction where it's like, and then, like, when you hit those weights, you're like, damn, man, that, like, that felt good. Like, I just want right. to tell everyone. That's why, uh, to a degree, that's why I message you every now and then. I'm like, bro, <laughs> I hit this. Killing like, it, man. Killing it. Yeah. You're good, bro. Um, yeah, and it's just like, yeah, it's funny because like, I, I've been recording, um, not all my workouts, but just some of my big lifts, and then I send it to you. Yeah, right. It's kind of so that someone can be like, can acknowledge that I've done that, mm. um, but also. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, acknowledge Are you to be accountable, then, accountable, but also like I like sending stuff to you because you g me up. <laughs> I g everyone up, bro. You, you, you want to get g up? I will g you up, man. I will yeah. g you up, bro. But then I was talking to a coworker, yeah, um, the other day, and he was like, he goes, oh, um, he records his big lifts too, but he only holds on to his failures. His what? Um, he, he only holds on to his failures, like the right. videos. Okay. Um, he uses it as like a, like reviewing game tape. Uh-huh. I mean, and for me, I was like, man, that sounds really like negative. Like, it's like, I just want to see, because like if I fail a lift, I know mm. where I fail. Yeah. Um, I just want to, I don't know. I, I do get, I am slightly addicted to like the, the positive feedback of like those videos. <laughs> Are we all? Uh, yeah. Um, it feels good. Right? Yeah. And so it's like, I don't know. I, I just personally feel a bit of both like obsession and addiction. Like, fair enough. Fair and it enough. might be, yeah. Yeah. It could be, it could just be obsession. Um, but yeah. I, yeah, me personally, I think it's it's a good addiction in a sense. I have to be careful with it because I could very well injure myself. Like. Probably, yeah. So. Probably, so that you know that could be carelessness, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But you know, I do try to take the precautions to like not hurt myself or anything. Like exactly. That. Um, safety measures. Yeah, yeah, safety measures. And yeah, all that. and if I if I really don't feel right. 
once I start working out, then it's like, okay, yeah, let's let's be careful. Let's not do anything, you know, crazy or stupid or mm. um, those are the not fun days. Where you- <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, man. No one wants to get injured, man. No, no one likes those days. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Anyway, I really want to be mindful about the time because it's, it's getting pretty late too, guys. Um, I feel like we can unpa- unpack a lot. Like with <laughs> stuff and cultural and tribalisms with our, um, you know, our different mm. suburbs. <laughs> and Fudge looks like- <laughs> <laughs> look at that yawn, bro. Look at that yawn. I wanted to uh, say one thing that uh, that you was talking about. Yeah, yeah, go. Just, just a quick one. So you know, with with your coworker, yeah, how he, he only keeps his failure videos. I think with that. Um, the way I see it anyway, it's not so much of a negative thing that he's keeping it. I think oh, yeah, yeah. because with that, uh, a lot of the times you learn a lot more from your failures anyway. If, you, mm. if you're always like succeeding and succeeding, yes, you might be able to succeed. And yes, you do. It is great that you, you've hit those like a certain point. But with the failures, you can find out what you're, what's going wrong and then you can improve from that. So I think, yeah, not, yeah. Yeah, yeah for so sure. Anything, yeah, and I don't, I don't see it as negative either. But yeah. like internally, for me, I feel like it was. If I was to do it, it would be more so like, oh, look, you self fail, you're a goose. Uh, <laughs> like, what a dog, man! But, uh, no, dog. no, but for him, but for him, it was like, no, like I actually like to review, like, you know, maybe I can improve my form. Maybe mm-hmm. I've, I shift my weight just a little bit. Like, yeah, you know, this moves better. For sure. Um. And again, that's partly why I do, uh, partly why I do record some of my lifts, um, yeah, like just as a way of like form checking, because like right. either I don't have a mirror or I can't look at myself and lift heavy at the same time. Right. Um, yeah, so it's just easier to. But then it's just like, if I'm gonna fail, then. Like I don't care about it. Yeah. Like I, I tried to I tried a big lift the other day, and I got. I, it was a deadlift. I got the deadlift probably like two or three inches off the ground, and then I'm like, "All right, cool. I just know that I'm not strong enough to lift this." Yeah. Mm-hmm. I looked at it. I'm like, "The form's good," and then I just got rid of the video, mm-hmm. and that was it. it was done. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm it, good man. with that. That's like, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I share something from? an article about weightlifting For sure. it's called the iron and the soul just a section that i thought was really uh resonated with me mm-hmm. when the iron doesn't want to come off the mat it's the kindest thing it can do for you if it flew up and went through the, the ceiling it wouldn't teach you anything mm. that's the way the iron talks to you it tells you that the material you work with is that which you will come to resemble that which you work against will always work against you um, so like with that guy and his failures, like man, props to him that he has the courage to look at his failings and realize like, all right, what can I improve from this? Where can I grow? All right, I know I can do this. What can I do next to benefit next time to grow stronger? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Right. And that's why like I see the merit in it. I just think mm. within my mind and the way I think I'm just like, no, I can't. Yeah, do it. Like, for sure, <laughs> like, Amen. I think it would be more destructive than um, <laughs> helpful for me. Exactly. Like I said, like, like I'll look at it once or twice just to see if there are any glaring issues. Mm. 
and then once it's done it's done like yeah just get rid of the video like i don't need it anymore like for sure man for sure hey man all our minds work differently some yeah, things yeah, will yeah. work for us others won't we just gotta choose what yeah. is useful for us and then we just <laughs> punch and then you know um, how's he gliding how's he how's he doing that how's he doing <laughs> anyway i'd like to end the podcast with the three questions again i hope you came oh. prepared Will. three questions all right so question one what are you grateful for question two what have you realized and last question what is the question you want to ask yourself punch better be grateful for me <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> all right what's the first question what are you grateful for I'm grateful for the people that I've met through my entire life. Mm. Second question. Uh, what have you realized? I've realized that um, you can catch the bus for free. Oh, no damn! <laughs> Without tapping on on all. That damn. didn't come from me. <laughs> What's the secret? What's the secret? Are you willing to share it? Third question. Third question. <laughs> Third question. What is a question you want to ask yourself or you want to ask people? You know, to so, get them thinking about something. Third question. What I would ask. Oh, I was going to say, like, you know, punch what he looks so good. But <laughs> the question I want to ask. I'm forget wow. Are you a model? Wow, <laughs> actor. He's an actor, huh? The question I would ask people is what are you really living for? Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Damn, what are you living for, guys? Why are you mm. living? Yeah. Okay. No buying purpose. I more. like that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't purpose my thoughts. <laughs> what about you, Will? Come on, bro. Um thank you for <laughs> Thankful for um, man. he stole my one. He stole, yeah. Hey, you can say the same thing. It doesn't matter. What, are you, what, yeah. what is it that you're grateful for, man? If that's genuinely something you're grateful for, why not share it? No, just say I'm thankful I got such a handsome friend. Like, okay, you know, you're gonna. He's go, talking about you, Gerald. He's talking about you, Gerald. <laughs> Oh, Are you a buckler, Will? <laughs> no, 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 judge, hey, don't bro. judge. We're telling you, bro. Don't judge. Don't judge. Don't judge. Zones, bro. <laughs> it's a safe space, man. It's 2021. We in that. <laughs> it's 2021, bro. Don't worry. Don't worry. I don't judge you, huh? If you want to be like that, you can be like that. It's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. I don't judge. <laughs> It's not judge. <laughs> it's not judge. It's, it's not, not judge. judge. Uh, second no. question. What is? Oh, actually, no. Realize? Sorry, I would oh, actually go, say. Go, um, go. Sorry, I would actually say like I'm very thankful for the people in my life. Um, <laughs> like <laughs> the closer and <laughs> the outer, like everyone. Um, the realization is, um, man, like the community that you can build from just reaching out and communicating. Um, and I guess that uh, goes hand in hand with like what I'm thankful for. Because um, yeah, I th- feel like if it wasn't for like Shinobi and whatnot, like I wouldn't have met some really, really cool people. Um, yeah. And then a question I'd ask for myself is, 
why do I tolerate punch so much? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's so foggy, man. He's so foggy. That's why. Yeah, the, um, so handsome. Well, oh, man, oh, like... look at that nuts. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, he's going hot. He looks like Avatar. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, no. Um, Damn. The question I would ask myself far out. This is always the one that stumps me. <laughs> um uh dev. Dev, 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 dev. Um I guess it's it's probably like how how do we get Shinobi to break that tipping point where we just go really hard and then everything landslides into like into glory. <laughs> hey, just leave. Hey, just leave that to me. I can answer. Hey. <laughs> ain't no Ooh, thing, he's cuz he's got the ain't answers. No thing. Ain't, no, the answer. ain't no thing. Ain't no thing. Okay. Oh okay. man. All right, I can answer that question. You, so you asking me? You asking me? Yeah. See again. Uh, the, all right, I'm not. I'm going I just tune. Tr- just, nah, just just tune into the next podcast. <laughs> tune into the next podcast, guys. <laughs> We're just, just gonna whisper, have you guys back on the secret. Yeah. <laughs> just tell me the secret, bro. Make sure you get those chili wheelies at Saintburg, guys. Hey, Let's go. Named after Is that the actual chili. name? Is that the actual name? Chili name. Chili yeah, it's actual name. Chili Willy. Oh, damn. damn. damn after, bro. After He's got boy, food bro. after him now, man. Named after your boy. Damn, bro. Well, thank you, Will. Thank you, Punch, for joining in on the podcast. I really appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys, man. We yes, love these conversations, man. Oh, and I think we we can unpack a lot of these on another podcast. Let's, you know, mm. prepare ourselves even more. <laughs> uh, where can they find you? Where can people find you, man? Um, on the block. Hey, nah, seriously, literally. So I'm I'm taking walks everywhere from like Tottenham, <laughs> Footscray. Like you can literally see me on the street. You can see it's me. Forest Gump, guys. It's Forrest Gump. <laughs> literally, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> rolling on my bike, walking. <laughs> seriously. Seriously, I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm Yes. No, thanks, uh, boys. Appreciate it, man. Oh, thank you I for taking the time. We really oh, appreciate man. it. Pleasure. It was awesome talking to you guys. Let's definitely do this again, yeah? And hopefully oh, we can do sure. it in person. Hopefully oh, we can do it in sure. person. Mm. All right. Peace out, guys. We hope right. you enjoyed love this you. podcast. We love. I love you too, man. We love you. And hopefully you guys are always staying safe, always take care, and always choose to get up. Please. And always check your brips. <laughs> 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 <laughs>